The host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices, which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, sober for 17 years, he shares the steps he took, which led to recovery and got his life back. Welcome to Fearless Happiness. 19.7 million American adults have battled a substance use disorder. 38% of adults have battled an illicit drug use disorder. But no matter what the struggle, no matter the challenge, you can overcome anything and become successful. Max and his guests share experience, strength, hope, and faith. If it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness, and this is Max Naist. Welcome, everybody, to the Fearless Happiness Podcast, episode number eight. We have the wonderful Gary Roberts and his wonderful wife, Pam. Today, it's going to be a great episode, but we're going to start off by letting them introduce themselves and what they do. Take it away, Gary. Let us let the audience know what you do for a living and who you are and what your goal is, what your purpose is. All right. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, my name is Gary Roberts. I'm a 15-year veteran firefighter with uh, here in South Florida. I actually got involved in the CDB, CBD and cannabis industry about, i say, two, three years ago. When I started that, it was because I was more or less on a fitness journey, sort of self, self-centered, kind of trying to create better way of recovering because if you actually do some studies, you'll notice that cannabis and CBD actually helps that. And while I was going through that, I, it came to my attention that my daughter was dependent on opiates. And so I started to, to dull, uh, diving into how CBD or cannabis can actually help uh, people in, addic- in addiction. And so as I started re- investigating that, I said, okay, this, this might be something that can help my daughter. She came out of rehab at the same time and says, okay, listen, this rehab stuff ain't working. Uh, every time I go in there, I feel like I'm t- they're giving me more drugs and helping me. And when I leave, they give me more drugs. Something needs to, to, to change. So she wanted to start a recovery center. So I started, we started, me and my wife started working with her on building a recovery center kind of protocol using CBD, cannabis, and holistic healing from fitness, nutrition, and all that. And before, while I was looking at CBD, so everybody understands, two or three years ago, it wasn't legal in the, in the East Coast. It was legal on the West Coast, but East Coast still wasn't legal. They were still battling everything else to figure out what they were doing. So I didn't know where to get this stuff. So I had to kind of buy stuff or, or and try stuff out on myself because I was going through some injuries. And I usually only use stuff that actually worked for myself. So until I felt that I was 100% sure that this stuff was actually real because, you know, being a firefighter, we don't get involved in drugs or anything else. We always get drug tested. Right. So it's not like, not like I'm in the cannabis realm. I just, you know, decided, hey, something I read online, let's figure it out. And now all of a sudden it's, medically can help my daughter let's go even further into it all i need to do is actually find a a company and when i finally found that company unfortunately before i could actually get the product we wanted out she kind of passed away on her her 27th birthday so that put me and my wife onto a bigger focus of okay we need to get this done even more now because i'm sure we're not the only people that are touched by by addiction and as i was getting this product out I was using it for pain. It worked. You know, uh, you know, I was going through his Achilles tendonitis issues and the pain went away. So I had a few firefighters. Hey, you know, do you have anything? I said, you got to try this stuff. This stuff's just like ridiculous, man. You take it, put it on your tongue and melts it in your mouth. And then you all of a sudden you, this pain starts to go away. And so I gave it to a couple of firefighters. And next thing you know, they're calling me going, hey, dude, I said, not only did the pain go away, but one of them told me, he goes, I was in a dark place. I hated my life. I hated my wife. I hated my kids. I wanted to hurt myself. I got a divorce. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was hearing voices telling me to do this weird stuff. And then three, four days on your product, religiously, those voices stopped. And then this light bulb went up. Wait, maybe this stuff is even more than just pain and addiction. Maybe it can help with PTSD and, and depression and stuff like that. And so I dove even further into the medical stuff and I found out that that's what it also helps. And, and that's how I started getting into the cannabis industry and actually building Pure Bodies in our, our product line and everything else. Basically made specifically for firefighters and first responders, police officers and all that. Since we do get drug tested, 
it's made so that they won't fail a drug test. This way they can actually get the benefit of it without losing their pension, their careers, or, or worrisome of anything like that. So that's what I had. On the other side, my wife continued down the path of, of the recovery center, so we kind of entwined work together. So Pam will explain a little to you a little bit of how the recovery center works, but that's how I got involved. Unfortunately, I dragged my wife into it, and now she's like, she's like the, the can of entrepreneur now. So she's like, thanks. Nice. Well, before we get to Pam, I want to say first, thank you for your service as a firefighter. Thanks, man. Um, you know, I know that that's sometimes a lot of kids dream growing up, at least little boys, you know, I'm going to be a fireman. And, you know, I was on the path way back when before my addiction took over and took me away from that because I know you and I have spoke, right? And that was one of my dreams. It was to become a firefighter. And, you know, and since getting sober and I'll have 18 years clean and sober this year in September, you know, I'm very picky on like what to use. Like I hate even taking, you know, Advil. So um, it sounds really like, cause I'm getting ready to have back surgery. I just completed all the tests for the VA that they wanted me to take. Now it's up to the neurosurgeon when and how, or what type of surgery. So I'll definitely be hitting you up for some of the CBD. Cause I remember I tried it one time and I don't think I got a good one, but I was so freaked out. I, I went to my sponsor first and I say, Hey, is this going to be considered a relapse? And he's like, no, dude, that stuff doesn't get you high. Don't trip out. You know, I obviously got a generic one and it didn't work very, it, it did a little bit, but it wasn't very well, but I've heard so many good things about it. And like you said, not only for pain, but for like PTSD. So I would love to hear from Pam, like that recovery center and, and any way I can help you too with the recovery part of that being a, I've been a substance abuse counselor now for shoot 12 years. Just let me know because, you know, my main passion is always helping someone recover from that, you know, hopeless awesome. state of mind and body. And, you know, we have something in common. You have a daughter. I have a brother who lost his battle to addiction. And, um, you know, it's, it's not something you get over. You know what I mean? It's something that you move forward and you try to get through. But, you know, like yourself and I, the way we do it, like what you guys are doing is you're trying to help people better understand how CBD works for the body and how it could help people actually in treatment, you know, like, because there is that medically assisted treatment, you know, they got the Suboxone, but any day I would go, I wouldn't do that. That's just my personal, I would do the CBD way before I did Suboxone. So yeah. go ahead, Pam, let us know, you know, Sure. About yourself. Hi, thank too. you, Max, for bringing me on. Um, yeah, if I had two daughters, uh, Lauren, unfortunately, was my daughter that got involved with the drugs. But Lauren was exactly like I was. My other daughter, Ashley, is very entrepreneurish and doing very well. So it was two different spectrums. But Lauren was always doing things for other people. And it put a lot of strain and toll on her because everybody relied on Lauren. She was one of those real beautiful girls that... You know, she was given everything, and unfortunately, she just took the path of not needing to work. And, you know, she was getting things from her boyfriend, and people were just, like, gathering to Lauren. And I know it put a lot of strain on her, and I think emotionally, she, she picked an avenue with friends. She grew up in a good neighborhood, but picked the avenue with friends that were into drugs. And she held herself back for many, many years, but something boom happened and she got involved and it only took that one time and I had to put her in rehab. She wanted to go cause she was very holistic. So she says, mom, I need to go to rehab. But it wasn't like I said, you're going, she says, I want to go. And, um, she told me in there, there, she saw that there was really no answers in there. I mean, she says, mom, I was never higher in my life than this week that I was in detox. Um, she got to the point where she was sheltering herself from other people. She tried to distance herself from her friends, but she needed the companionship, of course. Um, I tried to help her as much as I could. We both were very holistic. Um, if I had the CBD then, the quality of the CBD that we have now, she would have been ecstatic walking around with her little bottle of CBD instead of doing drugs. But I couldn't, there was no alternative at that point. Um, right. So she got involved. She got involved with one guy. The guy ended up going to jail. Um, this started a roller coaster of other things, so to speak. She found herself in a situation she just couldn't get out of. And I'm sure you kind of understand that feeling. Um, you know that so it was a revolving cycle, and it just took a toll on her after a while. 
I decided, and she actually did as well, that she wanted to help other people because she says, Mom, I've got to get this, I've got to help other people. I can't have people feel the way I feel because I'm in turmoil constantly. So if there's a way to help these people, I want to help get them back to normal and have a life again. So she tried very hard. Um, we both discovered Promises Recovery. She picked the name because we both had a thing with Promises to where we both would pinky swear mom promised me that you'll do this and I had to pinky swear yes I promise so and I'll do this so we came up with promises and that's our logo um, we have a different approach to recovery um, it's not like your usual approach because I can see after two times in rehab it didn't work for her and I've seen many people come out of rehab and it's still they go right back to the people they're comfortable with which is other people that are addicted and they're not, they don't know how to function in society. So I had to develop something that was going to actually be a protocol that was going to give them back that full rounded person, which meant starting in the beginning and having to work all the way to the end, nutrition, um, giving them a purpose, actually giving them a fitness program, giving them holistic treatments, giving them IV therapies, using CBD as well. Because um, we found that if you dose somebody on high doses of CBD, a quality CBD for one full week, you can put them in sobriety for four months. So with the IV therapies, bringing back their vitamin situation, supplementation um, is going to start them on the track of having a purpose and also being accountable. Right. They're going to feel better, which makes them want to do something else. We have vocational programs for them. By the time they finish our program, they will feel strong enough to be able to go out and say, you know what, I can function without being with the people that are addicted, and I can be with regular people. Right. So once you give them, we have jobs placement for them, we have everything. We're going to teach them what they need to be able to function normally in life again. See, and that's key. See, and a lot of people don't see as I've gotten older, as they say, in my recovery, right? Like I've learned, even though I've 12 steps is my foundation, right? Like right. AA saved my life, right? And, but I know that I can't put like, say Gary's addicted. I can't say, hey, Gary, 12 steps are the only way you're going to get sober. Gary's going to look at me and go, you're freaking crazy. No, I'm not doing it. Cause I've had that like so many times in, in treatment where the kid, to me, they're kids. Cause you know, anybody under 30 years old is a kid to me. Um, We'll go, I'm not doing the 12 steps. I don't want to do it. They don't work, you know? And a lot of the time you find out, have you ever done them before? And they go, no. And I go, well, how do you know it doesn't work, right? But what I've learned and, and evolved into is I just use that, like you said, mind, body, spirit, right? Like working on those three areas, fitness, spirituality, and, and, and your brain, you know? Like, what do you have to look forward to when you leave here? And, and that's why we see a lot of kids go back to treatment because they go back to the same environment, you know, or like in my case, a couple of times we'd right back to the hood, you know, and where all my friends are doing the same thing. And what am I going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to do, you know, as they do. Well, I think what happens, Max, is they, you forget how to relate to normal people in society, like doctors, lawyers, you know, financial people, you wouldn't know how. So what you do is they congregate back to the people they're comfortable with and they can talk about the same thing with their addictions and they feel like, okay, now I'm part of something again. Absolutely. People don't like to be alone, you know, even no. people that are addicted need people around them, but now it's retraining them to be with the right people. Absolutely. Because us addicts, I got to admit, like, I can still remember. It was like, I hated you, but I wanted to hug. Like, exactly. but don't touch me. But I will, you know what I mean? Like, I want you to hug me and tell me everything's going to be okay, but leave me alone. That's right. um, and, and that's, that's awesome because, you know, there's, there's so much more to recovery than just going to a 12 step meeting. You know, I, I mean, that works, you know, I, I, I'm a proponent, absolutely, but it doesn't work for everybody. So like, I applaud you guys for, for doing what you're doing, you know, unfortunately, you know, and my, my deepest condolences to lose a daughter, you know, Thank or you. a brother in my case, you know, it sucks. And, but look, it, it, at least it propels us to go help people in a different way and look like, you know, CBD is not this bad thing. You know, it's actually very good for the human body. You know, you're t everybody just because they associate it with the, with the getting high part, exactly. you know what I mean? And it's great what you said, you know, you have firemen friends that, that actually said this stuff works. Right. So yeah. I'm looking forward to using your stuff after this surgery, because I will not take any, any synthetic Definitely. stuff. <laughs> We'll hook you up. You'll, you'll, you'll love it. You'll love it. We'll, we'll teach you. That's the biggest thing. We have to teach people how to yes. use it. Right. 
most people say it doesn't work is because they bought something from the gas station or for the grocery market or something else. It's filled with like peppermint and this stuff right. and all this stuff that doesn't make it a uh, bioavailability of the CBD to get in your system in the first place. Because to get into your system in the first place, you got to have, have a transporting system. The transporting system for the body, the easiest way the body will swallow stuff up is with kind of like fat soluble stuff. So that's why we stick it with MCT oil, coconut oil, okay. or, or hemp seed oil so the body can absorb it a little bit better. As soon as you put a bunch of other stuff in there, it will diminishes the bioavailability of it. And if you buy something that's only 250 milligrams, by the time you put a what a half drop or a couple of drops on your tongue, you may be getting eight milligrams. Right. You're not going to feel anything. People right. go, oh, that's why I don't feel anything. So, And they're not taught that. And that's the biggest thing that we're trying to do is not only provide an awesome product, but educate the people on what the product is. Because the more you know the easier it is because everybody's different. Like the product will work for me differently than it'll work for you the way it works for Pam. So we need that interaction with people as they use it. And that's how our company's built are built with the interaction. Don't just buy our product, leave and don't talk to us anymore. And then when we get contact, you say, well, what do you think? They're like, oh yeah, it didn't work. Well, it didn't work. You didn't tell us what was going on. You didn't tell us two days after it didn't work. You didn't tell us how you're using it. What were you using it for? Where you were going? If you're taking it at night, we're taking a lot. You know, all that information for us will tell us exactly. Well, we gave you either you took the, either the wrong product or we're going to try a different product because if that one didn't work, we know exactly what's happening now. So we're going to take another one and go through there because. You know, a full plant works for a different product than an isolate plant does. And CBG works for a different thing. CBN works for another different thing. So right. people got to understand that. And that's why we're out there more or less in front of everybody trying to educate them. See, and that's key. You said the key word right there, educating people. And I, you guys tell me if you agree or not, but I've been doing this a long time, right? What I have found is like doctors, I, you and I, us three here know more about addiction than a doctor does. An MD creates more addicts than anybody else I know. You know what I mean? And, and like you said, it could be our, like in your case, your fellow firefighter, he gets hurt on the job. And the first thing a doctor wants to do is say, here's Vicodin. It'll help. Yep. Yep. Like, let's not try to figure out another way to get you better. But no, I'm just going to, because that only treats the symptom, correct? So it doesn't treat the underlying issue. Like I got a bad back or I got a bad knee. You're just going to give me a pill. Just mask um, the symptoms and put a Band-Aid over it. And absolutely. Not, right? And everybody's hoping it'll go away, right. you know, and, and it's really it's really not going to go away. And well, that's, that's the other thing, like you said, with the education. Even the doctors themselves have not been no. educated on what the endocannabinoid system is. That's a system right. they were never taught. They don't want to go back and learn about it because why would I learn about something that's using something that's illegal? I'm like, I don't want to do that. You know, I'm making more money with the pharmaceutical companies giving you Percocet and Vicodin, right? Telling you to go grow something in your backyard. Exactly. Yeah, that. And then they look at it differently. Even doctors do. That's why. I mean, I work with another. I work with a holistic doctor, and she's very educated on the endocannabinoid system. But what they do is they don't understand that they feel they're going to lose patients if they can get them better. And in essence, it's not like that. If you get somebody better, they're going to tell the next person, oh, you got to go see this guy. He's amazing. You know, I mean, I don't know. I'd get more gratification out of me helping somebody get better and getting patients from the fact that I'm, I'm helping somebody and they're referring people to me. Absolutely. It's like that cycle of the old people recycling them and bringing them <laughs> back in. And then that these people go to the wayside because they're in such pain. They can't keep functioning anyway with the doctor so you know they lose them anyway but you know that's the mentality you're going to get with the doctor but. absolutely and i remember when i was getting sober you know and i would I, even in my first year i like i asked the doctor what do you know about addiction and they didn't like that you know no and there and i go why are you getting upset I, just be honest you know well we get like a two-week class on it oh really I said, I've been doing this for nine years. I've been like the school of hard knocks. Let me tell you, the stuff you're telling me is not going to work. Right. And I have some doctors get really mad at me. And then some doctors will sit with me for an hour or so after my appointment and, and ask me questions. Wow. And like, why won't you take this? I go, because here's the thing. It may not be my drug of choice, but if I like it, it's going to be. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And I had one doctor go, what's your drug of choice? And I went more and she goes, ah, I get it. She took the <laughs> bottle away from me and gave me freaking, you know, ibuprofen. Right. But, uh, you know, and like you said, it's all about educating. If they would educate really? the doctors more, you know, they would probably gain more um, patients. Totally. Then, you know what I mean? Because, you know, and I, I hate to see it. You see it, you know, like I see it in the news where doctors are getting busted for like over prescribing 
you know, so many people because of this, right. Because of the money. And that's sad, you know, and, and, you know, like I said, I've been doing this for 12 years. And in the beginning it was like, Oh, you're a substance abuse counselor. That's so cool. And now it's like, Oh, you're one of them. Oh. Right. <laughs> and it's like, cause the addiction field has gotten a bad name because of the body brokers or because these doctors that over prescribe all these, like you said, you go, like your daughter said it to you guys, like, mom, I got higher in detox than I did when I was on the streets, you know, and I understand in the beginning, there's some medications that will help them, you know, but I like the doctors that will tell the patients. I've worked with good places, thank God, right? But the doctor will always, I'll sit with the client and he'll go, you're going to get uncomfortable. I'm just helping take the edge off a little bit. I'm not going to make you feel good because you've been doing that for so long, but so you don't go into seizures and stuff. I'm going to give you this, this, and this, right. you know, and I'll but come back. When they a couple leave of... rehab, they prescribe them a whole line of drugs again. Exactly. And it's yeah. like, why? Like you just, yeah. Here's your Xanax, your Adderall, and you know, you're giving a drug addict more drugs. You know, I don't know. It's a revolving cycle. It's sad. But the cool well, thing about what you just said, were, were exactly what you just said was, doctors, I'm not going to here to make you feel good. I'm just here to take the edge off right. and I'm going to give you this. Well, for people who studied cannabis, that's exactly what cannabis does. Now, I'm not talking about CBD. I'm talking about cannabis. Cannabis itself will actually take that edge off so they don't feel the need to reach out for those pain meds anymore, just enough. And well, like I said, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but I have a podcast also, and I'm actually bringing, interviewing people, and I just interviewed one of the largest companies in, in the United States, Green Roads, the founder, uh, R.B. Barrasso, and he was on pain meds and how he got started was his his friend when they started cultivating out in colorado gave him a little a little chew and that was a tac chew and stole his pill bottles away from him he goes take this i'll just take the edge off and next thing you know he's like i'm in six hours in cutting you know cutting plants up with no issue and then when i had an issue he'd give me another chew and and i never realized that after a couple of days i was never reaching for my bottles again because okay. reaching for those bottles not only does it affect you but it becomes a yes. habit it's kind of like smoking it's like they're there you always know they're there i can take them i can take them i can take them so once you break that that whole cycle is renewed with something else and that's what the plant does and it's a plant it's not a chemical right and that's the whole amazing thing that when i started investigating it just blows my mind like oh my god yeah it's, it's from like, mother nature you you know what i mean it's nothing synthetic that some company put together and said hey we got this thing called cannabis you know exactly. what I mean? nobody's overdosed on it nothing's gonna happen yeah you, know, you may get the munchies or fall asleep or something but you know you're not gonna end up nobody's died from taking cannabis ever right well until one pharmaceutical company got involved and decided to mix well, yeah, when they start mixing formula with yeah. pharmaceuticals, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so they like killed a bunch of people, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's that wasn't good. No, but. yeah, they thought they'd alter that plant and add more pharmaceuticals to it and see, oh, gee, look what we got. We got rocket fuel. Nope, you just killed a bunch of people, but yeah, it's never good when you see the, 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 no. the CBD stuff come out or, or the cannabis stuff come on. It says 97% pure, and you're wondering, well, what's in that? What's that three <laughs> percent? right exactly that's the stuff i'm worried about <laughs> but, that's why i'm so glad we connected because like you what you said before like right i did that i just grabbed that like, somebody gave me and i didn't get educated and i rubbed oh, it's not working you know what i mean right. so at least now that i got two experts i can go to and say hey look <laughs> having pain in my lower back how do i use this i want to get the max effect he'll help you through it completely man. um um but yeah, you know, and I got to admit it freaks me. Anything with my back freaks me out. You know, I went, oh, I would imagine as long as I could, like I'm talking probably 15 or so years, you know, going through the hoops with the VA. Yeah. Just give me physical therapy, you know, and finally this neurosurgeon says, no, dude, you look like your, your spinal stenosis and your disc degeneration is so severe that you need to have this, but it only may be a decompression surgery, which I'm hoping, or be the one where they fuse my spine together and put screws in. Just so you don't feel bad. I mean, so you're not nervous about it. I have two people that I know that are clients of ours and they've had the back surgery fusing and they're perfectly fine. Yeah, see, I and mean, I- you know, There's a little bit of downtime, but with the CBD, it's gonna help you tremendously and believe it or uh -huh. not, and they're in their 70s. Oh, and see that- Back out playing golf and tennis, and so you'll be fine. I know I will. I, and you know, I'm glad I got a neurosurgeon instead of orthopedic surgeon, right? And, and here's why I got all freaked out. Because when I first got sober, and I'm going to meetings, right? I'm watching these guys that had 
you know, 10, 15 years going for back surgery, like the old way where they slice you open, they move everything aside and, you know, and they come back and they're like, I'm a newcomer because I got hooked on the pills, right? <laughs> exactly. So that's where, you know, I have to get that. I've been meditating a lot this in the mornings, putting that out of my brain going, it's going to be fine. You know, I got what I wanted. They're going to do very well, whatever. You know, my wife said, yeah, you're going to quit being a baby. You'll be fine. I'm going to take good care of you. Um, but you know, it's hard when you see that, like, you know, especially as a recovering addict, when you see guys that have been in the rooms a long time, they, they, they're working a good program. They're sober, you know, and they have this surgery and the doctors of course, hand them the pain pills. And instead of doing it the right way where they have someone keep them accountable, like their wife or whatever, you know, they come back and say they're a newcomer and they're, they're going back to treatment because they've gone off the rails. Right. Cause it doesn't get better. I don't care how many years you got, you go back out. It's always worse. It's never, it's never like, Oh, that was cool. I'm a, I've never seen anyone speak at an AA meeting and said, you know what? My relapse was so cool. Who wants to go with me? Let's go do this. Right. They're using, yeah, and you just jump right in again, you know. Exactly. Slow. I'll do it now. <laughs> yeah, there's no like I'll do some now and I'll do a little bit later. You know, that's not how it works. But that's, that's, that's like that that uh, off topic here. That's like that drug Flocka that came out. Oh, right. It's like I've seen people do stuff, and I'm like, is it, you know, basically climb up fences and impale themselves. Because they're on this drug. And I'm like, do you wake up in the morning and go, that was the best high ever. I'm missing an organ. I got a broad sticking out of me. I'm going to do that stuff again. Right. And I, you know, you've seen it all as a fireman. So, you know, like people do some weird stuff. Right. And, but, um, yeah, this is so cool to have you guys on. And I'm learning. You're educating me. But so we're going to move on to the next. So, like, you, you know, my book, I, I named it fearless happiness with a Y for a reason. And I like to ask my guests. So what does fearless look like for you, Gary? And for you, Pam, you know, everybody has their, and I've gotten some great definitions from the guests I've had on. So I like to hear what my guests have to say when they talk about being fearless. Well, yeah, fearless, uh, I guess it's just being, I think to, for me, from what I've learned from being in the CBD industry and actually talking about my story, I think fearless for me to actually being being able to be comfortable with your vulnerability. Right. And I've I've talked more and more about this, and it's slowly getting on. And it becomes as as a firefighter, which most people don't know. Most people have, like you said, you know, every kid wants to be a firefighter. It's all cool. It's all wonderful. But they really don't tell you the backstories of what the fire goes. Because you'll look on the TV and you'll see uh, the, the shows like 911 and a guy like, oh, pulls a guy out of the fire. Oh, look at him. You see it. You know, the guy has a little, he's, he's just got some discoloration. Like, you know, he looks like a, like black stuff on his face and his arms. Nothing happened. Oh, that doesn't happen in real life. That's not how somebody comes out of a fire in real life. Somebody comes out of a fire we're pulling him out and when we pull him out their skin gets stuck to our hands that's burnt skin that then gets stuck to our nostrils then it gets stuck to our clothing and that's one call and then 20 minutes later we go to another call which could be a baby drowning while we still smell the last call of the person that we pulled out of, out of fire so understanding that this stuff affects firefighters was a real eye-opener to me that we go through so much over a 30 year career that people just don't see. They just see the superheroes, the calendars, the, you know, the buff guys, the TV right. stuff. You don't see the backstories. And being able to take CBD actually helps open our minds to be able to talk. Because once you see all those stuff, you start. Carp, carp, uh, I have to try to mix the word up. Carmen. Yeah, I yeah. know what you're talking about. <laughs> I get we, we close the box around us. Yeah, so exactly. Everything starts closing in because we don't want to come home and say, oh, how was your shift? And I, well, it was great. You know, I, I took a, you know, an iron rod out of somebody's stomach. You know, yeah. I tried to save a baby. It didn't work. Some guy's skin was stuck to my hands. I couldn't start an IV. And every time I started this IV, his skin kept coming off. And all you see is flesh and smell burning flesh. And, you know, we don't say that stuff. So we keep all that stuff in our little box. But what ends up when we start taking CBD and stuff, it makes us feel more comfortable being vulnerable and talk about it because we can relax. It opens our mind and that actually makes people go out and look for help. So that vulnerability that we're able to now open up is actually helping firefighters actually reach out to people and going, hey, I need help. I don't want to stay alone in my little box even though I got a family around me because there's nobody around me in real life. 
but there is. Mm -hmm. And unless I open that box, I won't see them for the first time. So being fearless is that vulnerability factor that I found talking about my story more and more. So I think that's what being fearless is about. Awesome. What about you, Pam? Well, I have a, I always had an issue. I have a type A personality, so I have a little bit OCD. So I think with the CBD, what helped me being fearless was the fact that I was able to move forward without overthinking something. So, cause what I would do is overthink something and hold myself back from accomplishing something else that needed to be accomplished. So what I noticed with the CBD is kind of get you to the point where you're focused more and you're not all over the map. So you're able to understand that now I can concentrate and finish one project at a time and get it all done. But see, I wanted to finish all projects at the same time, so I was finished. So now I'm getting a lot more done and I feel a lot more fearless as far as inhibiting myself from not being able to finish what I need to finish. Awesome, right? Because if we really think about it, fearless, like are we gonna be truly fearless Probably not. There's always something that's going to creep in. But but like Gary said, and you said, like having that, you know, being able to be vulnerable and like for us guys, right? I grew up that old school, like my mom was older when she had me, right? So my uncles were all older. Like they came from that old school. Like, for instance, my uncle, I have a couple uncles and my biological grandfather were all prisoners of war of the Japanese when they tried to invade Indonesia, right? But if you were to ask them, tell me a story, they would go, nope. They shut. You know what I mean? They shut, like they do not want to. And I'm pretty sure it was pretty brutal, right? But, but now that's good though. Like if you have something that's going to help you, you know, as a counselor, right? Like I'll, I don't push clients to tell me what to do or, or I mean, to tell me there are deep, dark secrets, right? But I allow them that space to slowly open up, right? And for that deep stuff, I always send them to a therapist, right? Because I'm not a therapist. Right. But but guys, like, you know, like growing up, it was like, suck it up. Like, you're not supposed to cry. I remember getting, you know, when you get spanked no, by mom, my mom was tough, right? She'd spank you. And if you're crying, she'd go, you want something to cry about? I'll give you something to cry about. Like, man, you just whipped me with a wooden spoon, mom. What the, you know what I mean? Um, but I've learned that, you know, that it's okay. Um, you know, like for me, like losing my friend yesterday, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm like the forced gum type. It'll take me a couple of days for me to process and go, wow. You know, because the guy was truly a giver. He was a great human being. You know, I feel bad for his wife and his son and, you know, his family. The guy was just an, you know, he was a very successful entrepreneur he helped me in so many ways. And like I said, he became more than a coach and a mentor, but he's like you, Gary, like he learned like over time, it was like, it's okay for me to open up and share like those vulnerable parts. You know, like you said, Pam, like I had to be that guy too. If I couldn't get something done, I would not ask for help. I'm the same way. I will yeah. break something. I will destroy it, but you're not going to get me to ask for help, you know, but now I know because I have a wife who's similar, like it's her way. I just, okay, let's do it your way, honey. <laughs> and we go through it and we get Gary's it. Learning that. Yeah. I'm slowly <laughs> learning that. But and it's a, it's a like learning a, process. Just so I can add something, Max, I don't want your <laughs> listeners to think all oh, these two are just pushing the, you know, their CBD no. product or anything else. We're not pushing the product. We're, we're right. pushing the education of the product and what it's done for us that's we it's changed the way we see it it's changed the way we operate it to we operate now in a better capacity right. so it's exciting for us to to bring that to everybody else and, and explain that so every, you know i don't want them to think oh you know they were just on the show pushing their cb product no. that's not what we're doing i'd rather educate people but the fact that this stuff has actually changed helping. people's lives mm -hmm. and it's actually changed our lives in a different way, like helping her focus more, helping me open up a little bit more. It's worth mentioning. And it's not something because a lot of times people will say, OK, like you said with your dad, it's like, you know, you hurt yourself. Walk it off. Get up. You know, you're, you know, suck it up. You're good to go. You know, a lot of people don't have that mentality to be able to do that. Right. And so it's not something we say oh, you're going to learn, but this product may actually help you a little bit understand and you may learn as you go, if that kind of makes sense. It, it helps. Absolutely. It's so It helps so many dramatically in different ways that it's worth talking about. And if you've never actually looked into it, you've definitely got to see what the endocannabinoid system does. Yes. Learn that first 
Because once you've learned that, then you'll know exactly what the plant does. Just don't look at the product, look at the system. And once you basically have that system down, then you'll be able to understand the product in, in, in its parts. Right. Well, if I was a, in the audience listening, I definitely wouldn't think you were pushing CBD. I, I definitely would appreciate that you're trying to educate the, everyone on how it works and the cannabinoids and all that stuff, because it's key. It's, it's, it's educating, you know, and that's why I wish some doctors would do that more, you know, like I've had to push, you know, my doctors you know, no, dude, you're not giving me a pill because I, did you hear? I've been with you for how long? I'm I'm a drug addict. You know, if you, do you I'll be in your office trying to steal your needles and all your drugs if you exactly That's you crazy. need to listen. And they'll go, oh, okay. So I done everything, but you know, I appreciate the the education. I'm sure the audience is really going to appreciate the the education because they probably have never gotten it until today. You know what I mean? Like you said, they see the things in the gas stations, you know, here, CBD oils, take a drop or two, you'll feel fine. You know, now finally, you know, I have Pam and Gary going, this is what it's really about. And that's what this show is about to show people, you know, where you've come from, how you overcame your challenges and what you're doing today to help other people. And like you said, for firemen, you know, and I, I've sponsored a couple of firemen and I've sponsored, um, I think one officer that it's so hard for them to go like they can't be vulnerable like if you think about it because they may get fired or you know what i mean by not by their fault but because of an injury on the job in the old days it was here you go right and i know one that who was hooked on pills while he was working on the job because he had such a bad back injury he's sober now today but back in those days like you know gary like when you started there was no like hey man i'm a drug addict i need your help they would have said you're fired Exactly. exactly you know what i mean and, exactly. and we need to support you i was just gonna say we need to support our officers you know and I, I think i spoke to you before about it i'm always about trying to support our officers and our firemen because i know you guys have a tough job and like you said it's not all glamour you know when i was a volunteer you know i went through a couple of calls where it was just like thank god i could talk about it because you know what i mean and heard stories i heard of one paramedic or firefighter who rescued a baby the baby ended up dying in his arms and he actually handed the baby over and walked off the job and never came back. It wow. freaked him out. Yeah. There's you a know? few, there's a few <laughs> people that have done that. They just couldn't, couldn't handle their first dramatic call like that. And it's, yeah. you know, like I tell everybody, we're firefighters and police officers are a special breed. We're not going to be mixed with the, and that's the biggest thing, especially in rehabs that we're, we're, that we're trying to build. We won't be mixed with the normal rehab people because we go save them. How do you think we would feel if we walked into a rehab and the person sitting there was a the person that I just saved yesterday? Right. You think, I'm, you think I'm gonna open up to what way he's sitting there? No, I'm out. Yeah. I'm yeah. So you gotta treat them as a special breed as well. So it's absolutely it's, you know, having something that can actually help them open up and let them actually say, hey, I need help is actually something very, very special to me. Yeah, which is cool because that's how I've kind of shifted my my purpose into helping guys like you, you know, firemen, police and exec, you know, people that are high performers that normally can't or won't go to treatment because, you know what I mean, or won't go to a meeting because they can't, you know, or whatever the case may be. And well, they can't interact with other people that, you know, yeah. it's about the fact, like Gary said, that they could have picked some them up last week. And, you know, now here's the guy that picked you up and saved your life. And now I'm sitting next to you in rehab. So exactly. Uh, a little yeah, it's tough. So uh, I really appreciate your answers on fearless. Now, happiness. Here we're going to go into this one, right? Knowing I put the Y in happiness. A lot of people go, I always still get you spelled it wrong. I go, I know I did it for a reason. <laughs> Think about it, though, right? Uh, the happiness, it starts with us. So what what? does happiness mean to you and how does that show up in your lives today? Oh, that's me first. Okay. You go first. <laughs> Ladies <laughs> no, first. Go Pam. Watching Pam go first. Yeah, me. No, happiness to me is actually helping others. I always have put myself second compared to other people. In other words, if I can take a room of people and make them happy, even though it makes me sad, it's the same thing. Like, being in a room with Lauren's friends, so to speak. And if I can, put them in a mode of 
understanding that though she has a purpose now she's in heaven and making them understand that she is in a better place that she was more needed there than she was here apparently because this is we're here a short period of time and i've changed their mindset on being depressed and to make them come out of that depression which leads to many other terrible things of course especially with depression um i get more gratification out of that and happiness than anything I mean, Man, I, of course, internally suffer on occasion, but for me to pull myself out of that to make somebody else feel better means more to me than anything. Awesome. What about you, Gary? What does that know. mean to you? I don't know if I can follow that. Probably now. can. <laughs> that was good. I know. That's going to be a hard one to follow. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week. No. <laughs> Now, we, we basically almost have the same thing. That's why we work so well together, but we work in two different lanes, but the, for the same end result. Right. Happiness to me would be seeing success. Right. And by success, I mean everybody has a different level of success. So that's why everybody in their life, even addicts, need to be slightly challenged a little bit because that little win mm -hmm. will actually get them excited for another little win. So those little successes are actually what makes me happy because you've never seen somebody who could never, I also own, own a CrossFit gym, you've never seen any somebody who couldn't do a pull-up before do their first pull-up right. and get so excited. You've never seen somebody who lost, who could never lose weight and all of a sudden lost weight and get really excited. You've never seen somebody who comes out of addiction who wouldn't talk to anybody is now participating in a group event with people he would never actually think of interacting with before like attorneys, lawyers and everything else and see a smile on her face and have been so happy that they're interacting with him and talking to him. That's a success because he's no longer in that group of people that he feels comfortable with. He's in a whole new group of people he feels comfortable with, which actually gives him a bigger vision in the long term. So success to me is actually happiness. Seeing people succeed, even if it's a little bit, little steps make huge goals in the end. Right. Like I heard, I think uh, Ryan Stuman say the other day, like imperfect action is better than no action. Right. And, and you're right. Because and I know when, when I first got sober, I did not want to be around people. Like I just came from a 60 man tank. Like I, that's his most like, and I didn't want to be there. Right. I'm like, I remember going to my first meeting, you know, a 6am meeting and this lady hugged me and, and we're still friends today. And she hugged me and she's like, welcome. And I looked at her like, man, you're tripping. <laughs> I had to borrow clothes. I had no clothes. Right. So I borrowed these sweats. And I remember I was checking my pockets and my, <laughs> the house manager goes, Max, check it out, dude. You got no pockets. What are you doing? Like, go yeah. sit down and listen. I'm like, what does she want? Like, but you know what I mean? That's it's true. It's well, little thinking. steps that I took. And I remember when I was a year sober, I spoke at my first meeting, like where I hated being around people. If I helped one person that night, you know what I mean? I, I felt like I had just conquered the world, right? Like a guy, you know, like I always say, why me? And now I'm in that. Why not me? Right? Like, why not? And, you know, it's like, why not you guys to help educate people on cannabis on cbd and how it works on the body like you said how it's different for different people but how you can adjust or whatever you got to do i mean that to me that makes me happy right like there's people out there like you're truly trying to help people yeah. through mother nature if you think about it because that comes from the earth it's not something that is synthetically made you know unless the idiots that put all that synthetic yeah. stuff in there right like i it's it's an honor for me to have you guys on here I really appreciate it because, you know, people need to be educated, right? Because a lot of people don't like to ask questions. So maybe you're going to touch some people on this episode because I know for a fact you've touched me in my life. Now I, I have a resource to go to where like, I don't want to take what the doctors are going to give me, Gary and Pam. So how can, what do I need to do? Like, we're going to do whatever we have to make. <laughs> and, uh, but you know what I mean? I mean, if, if they, here's my, here's my thought, right? If they can use meds and detox and use stuff like Suboxone to help people detox, why not use CBD? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, why not? Right? Because one, even if they want to quit CBD, they're not going to go into full-blown withdrawal symptoms, right? Exactly. And, and it's not going to hurt them like if they just try to all of a sudden quit 
Suboxone, we know that's going to throw them into a that they're that's going to be worse than a heroin withdrawal. They said it is. It's more addicting than heroin. It's hard. Absolutely, and I've seen it over the years. Like the cool thing about it is, like even if, like Pam said before, when they're on it for a week, even if they come off it, it's not like they're going to have the urge to go back to the other drugs because that's what the plant does. It keeps that urge off for a longer period of time. So even if they say, "I'm not taking anymore." they still won't have that urge to go back to the stuff they were using before. Yeah, because you know why? It does give you a, a sense of bliss. You know, it releases that ananamine in the brain, so you're getting that bliss molecule kicking in with the CBD, and what happens is is they feel good without the drugs. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah, I, I do. Drugs is because they think they're feeling better with it. You know, they have a problem and they want to take something to get rid of that problem they're thinking about, and they take it. Well, now with CBD, it's kind of doing more if you know the same thing if not more but without side effects absolutely and i guarantee you if you guys were around when i was five years sober and i went through that severe depression i would have went to you first before a doctor Mm. i would have said let's try this because i you know but i did what my sponsor said and i got on the right medication and it helped for years but i've been off it for two years now and feel better than i ever have right because I work out. I just completed 75 hard not too long ago, you know, and I realized that, you know, I got to keep my body, even at um, I'll be 53 next week. I got to keep my body moving. And that's my best antidepressant is yep. being, you know, and if I could, I would do CrossFit, but I can't do any overhead stuff because yep. I have a bad shoulder. But, you know, I look at guys like Gary, I see your post when you're getting it in the gym, you know, I see these guys that are like ripped. But, you know, the benefit of completing 75 hard, I'm down 11 pounds in two waist sizes, right? And wow, I want to keep that going. You know what I mean? But Especially for this surgery, I want to be in the best health possible. So, And that's to my point that I said before. Here's my question to you. Was 75 hard easy? Oh, absolutely not. Exactly. So every day that you beat it, did you feel better? Absolutely. That's oh, and the- there was days I was cursing. Trust me. I, there was days like when my back... Like I did a couple of lives, I'd be walking because there's a hill that I walked down, right? And I would walk up and down to get my outdoor workout in. And my whole from the waist down would go numb, right? And people would message me later like, you were in pain. I go, yeah, no, I was just concentrating on the road because I, I might trip if I wasn't paying attention. And we have coyotes. I go, you might see me fall and come back up with a pile of coyote, you know what, in my face. I go, it wasn't that I was in so much pain. It's just that numbness is so crazy. Oh. Exactly. Um, but that's that's what our we, we created our rehab with. Right. Is, is those small little wins, wins like, you, like you just said. So it's going to be more of like a, a CrossFit challenge because those tough days – that you did this are going, to. are going to create you when something tough in your life comes out you will know that you have the fortitude mentally or physically to get past right. that and that's where most addictions happen is they say they can't make it and go back to where they were because they don't feel they're tough enough to do it so right. it's sort of like you know that small win and that that tough thing that you just made is building that character that mental toughness physical toughness so that when they leave rehab or leave our rehab and head out to life and life punches them back in the face yeah. they're not going to go relapsing to the drugs they were in right exactly that's you know and i think because of my journey through addiction and in recovery right getting sober helped me with 75 hard because i've been through some tough like and i figured you know what these workouts like he said it's not really the the fitness part was that was tough it was the mental toughness to stick with those five things you got to do every day you know because it's like nobody's watching if i have a cookie or something like no one's gonna know or if I miss an ounce or two of water, no one's going to know. And, and like you said, sticking to that, like now I know that I can get through anything, right? Like I know. And if people ask me, I said, I've been through 75 hard and completed it. So now what? You know, most exactly. of them are, who know what it is are going to go, okay, never mind, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? I still haven't completed it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think I it, it came at the right time because, I needed it. You know what I mean? And I didn't do it alone. And like, I, I got to meet you and Pam and, and, and the work your guys is doing. And, and hopefully we can work together because I'd love to work with you guys in any way I can to help spread your word, because I think what you're doing is just amazing work. You know what I mean? Um, because I, I, I'm all about abstinence, right? That's just because I'm that type of addict, right? If I 
I'm the type four alcoholic, as they say, like when I start, I don't stop. Right. And if, but if we can have like better MAT, I want to call it better medically assisted treatment, like CBD, CBD and cannabis or whatever, I would take that any day over someone going, I want to be on 16 milligrams of Suboxone. Right. 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 Cause then when you're done with that now try to come off that now, that's why you, that's why they want to keep you in treatment for six to nine months. Right. Cause now they're going to, that's just my personal opinion, but I've oh, seen people, you, you know, but uh, however that foundation is right. And, and, you know, like I support you guys anyway, like if you, whatever help I can do to help you guys and support you guys, I think you're doing great work. I really appreciate you guys coming on the show. Just made Thank my you. day Thank you for having us, Max. You know, like, you know, I got Pam, I got double. So that's how I'm blessed today. Right. I got one of my heroes, a fireman. I got his wife, you know, like, um, and it's cool though, though, getting sober though. Like I've reconnected with a lot of firemen friends of mine that like wondered where I went, you know what I mean? And they all, you know, they, they, they put me on a pedestal sometime. They're like, you're doing God's work, bro. Like I go, whatever you guys are out there killing it every day, you know, putting your lives on the line. So I always tell them how I ever can support them. And, you know, but I got still some old school friends. Like, I'll call you when I need you, bro. And they never call, but whatever. <laughs> of course they will. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like I said, I appreciate, you know, Thank and you. feel very blessed to have you guys on my show. I, I, I'm glad you took the time. I know you just got off a long shift, Gary, Pam. Thank you for coming on and, and doing this show. Um, you know, you guys are headed for some great things and I, I can't wait to see what happens. Thank you, Thank Max. You, Max. All right. Oh, before we go, what I want to do is for the audience out there, let them know how they can get a hold of you if they want to get this education or they want to buy your product, you know, and or your recovery center or whatever. Let them know how they can get a hold of you guys. Gary. Okay. So if you guys want to learn more about CBD and cannabis, uh, we actually have a podcast that's going. It's called Good Dudes Grow. It's on all podcast platforms, iTunes, Pandora, Amazon Music. Yep. It's basically stories of people who've used cannabis or CBD to actually help themselves either mentally or physically get out of their problems or even financially to where people got arrested for selling cannabis and now created a, a huge multi-million dollar corporation out of it now that it's legal. So they've used something that was bad in the past to benefit everybody as well as create a financial future for them. So it's called Good Dudes Grow. If you're looking to actually have our looked into our products, you can go to our website, which is www pbzcbd.com you can go on there there's a there's a 1-800 number that's our number goes either to me or pam at any time so if you have any questions and not sure what to get call us we'll ask you a bunch of questions to make sure you get the right product and then just stay in touch with us from there and pam our promises recovery centers.com so it's www.promisesrecoverycenters.com oh centers oh do yeah. you have any in the west coast do you need a counselor <laughs> the, goal, the goal is actually the cookie cutter and take yes. it nationally to help people all across the nation awesome cool any last parting thoughts final thoughts you want to give the, the audience no basically like like just just hook reach us. out to us just anytime reach out, you yeah. need to speak if you need any help with anything um I mean, I could stay and talk to you forever, but the, <laughs> I do that with a lot of my customers. But I'm always here to when you need to reach out to somebody. I tell everybody that. Awesome. Yeah, just reach out if you need us. Sweet. I appreciate you too. Thank you so much for coming on. 